Hello, my name is Tyler Dunn, and you're watching Goals and Updates, where we take negative thinking and transform it to positive thinking. I started Goals and Updates after helping my friend who was going through suicidal thoughts and was put on drugs by a doctor who stated it wasn't her fault, that she was born this way. I realized at this time my friend needed the truth because the truth will set you free. After helping my friend change her negative thinking to positive thinking, I quickly realized that I could help people by changing the way we think automatically to a more positive mindset. Thank you for checking out Goals and Updates and enjoy the show. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Goals and Updates on episode 117, which is awesome. We're almost at 120, which is a good uh, a goal, goal, or a good goal starter. If you're new to this show, how we do it is I go through updates of my own life, which uh, we'll get to in a minute, and then I go into two topics, which today's topics are work so hard that people notice you, and the second topic is going to be you don't find your life, your life finds you. Then we'll go into done deal investments, and then we'll wrap it up at the end. So real quick, um, I kind of messed up. I didn't do the slogan. I got to... I got to come up with a really good slogan. What I was saying before was, uh, you know, goals and updates, but we take negative thinking and change it to positive thinking. I didn't really like that, so I was thinking about some other uh, some other slogans where I could come up with uh, with goals and updates. And I was thinking something where uh, where we don't prescribe you medications, but we help you. We're not doctors who prescribe you medication, but we naturally help you cure the brain or, or something like that, where uh, it's just something that was a little bit more creative. But I got to come up with a, a better slogan. But right now, the slogan is goals and updates, where we take negative thinking and transform it into positive thinking. So real quick, we'll go into some updates. Uh, I do want to get, before I get into the updates, I want to go over the board really quick. So real quick, our main website right now for goals and updates is goalsandupdates.podbean.com. And that's where we physically put all the old episodes up. So if you miss the live stream, which by the way, we, I, or I, I say we because it's a, a show, but I personally come on and do the show twice a week. So every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. live on Facebook right now. I know it's going to say Instagram. I'll eventually get back on Instagram for right now. I'm trying to do Facebook only. Um, and then what I do is every Saturday, I'm going to upload the old episodes that I just recently did. And we'll put them up on the Podbean platform or the main website. And if you're also new, I just got on to Apple Podcasts. So that's uh, all you have to do is if you have an iPhone or any Apple products, you just go to the podcast or the Apple Podcast app. And you just type in in the search bar, goals and updates. And all the episodes that are on the Podbean website or the main website will be on to the Apple Pod, Podbean website. So, or uh, the app itself. So that's pretty awesome. Now, the last thing I do want to go over with on the board is our Patreon support. And for less than a cup of coffee, you can help me and support this show for a dollar a month, which is literally less than a cup of coffee. It's as cheap as you possibly can go. Um, and even though you're probably thinking to yourself, it's only a dollar, it's not really going to help any, anybody do anything. Well, if you give a dollar and then we get you know 40 other people to give a dollar or 50 other people to get a dollar... That's $50 of revenue that's generated every single month for this show. And all that stuff gets reinvested back into the show of goals and updates. So I'm trying to eventually get it to a point where it self-funds itself. 
then we're getting different things like maybe uh, some some uh, some sponsors where we get some advertising going on the show, um, as well as the Patreon support. Just different elements of uh, side income where it'll be put back into goals and updates, and we'll be able to eventually maybe rent a, a place or a space and get more co-hosts. Maybe do some marketing to get more co-hosts and more viewers onto this show, as well as just you know expanding the show in general. So and getting more equipment getting better uh, seating arrangements for co-hosts and just having a place where they could come to me rather than me going to them. Either way, I don't really care, but uh, that's one of the updates I'm going to get into is the co-hosting, but um, that's Patreon support. So for that, all you're going to do is go to patreon.com slash goals and updates and just sign up for a dollar a month. I'm going to get some new memberships. Uh, eventually once I get some merchandise, I have been looking into some shirts for uh, at least for Dundee Investments, and then eventually I want to get merchandise for goals and updates, like maybe some hats, some shirts, uh, little little things that I could probably just give you for free. And honestly, uh, I've looked up the shirts. For some reason, I'm getting really high prices on shirts, where it's like eight hundred dollars for a hundred shirts, or fifty you know fifty shirts for like eight hundred dollars, which is right now kind of like out of the budget range for me, but. We'll figure out a different way to, I guess, get some merchandise or I'll just have to make it a saving goal and we'll work out the differences later. But, you know, that's that's what's going on with that. Now, real quick, we'll get into some of the updates. Um, the first one I have on here is I'm going to have two co-hosts that I'm working on getting on the show. The first one's going to be probably it's going to end up being um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Kramer. Most people, most, most people on my friends list probably actually have Jeffrey Kramer on their friends list. So they know who it is. But um, it's someone that I grew up I, – well, I went to high school with, and he kind of was someone that I didn't really talk to a lot in high school, but eventually down the road, some of my connections through – I believe I knew someone uh, – I think I knew Michelle who knew him, and they went to the same college together. Pretty sure they went to Tallahassee together. And so, uh, you know, I hung out with them once or twice, I believe, with Michelle, um, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe he reached out to me on social media. But anyways, he's someone that I wanted to get on the show just because he's actually trying to uh, do something that's different than most people. And I'm pretty sure he's doing like Bitcoin and, and that whole uh, cryptocurrency stuff that's going on, which I don't invest my, I don't really get involved in within my own self with that stuff. But it would be kind of cool to get him on the show to give you a new perspective on something else, as well as put a new voice on the show. And uh, he's someone that would, you know, I met for a cup of coffee at Starbucks a little while back. I think because he, I think he did reach out to me on social media, if I'm not correct. Now it's kind of all coming back to me. But um, he saw that I was doing Dundee Investments, or he saw a segment of the show, or somehow got to Dundee Investments and saw that I was doing real estate. And he was kind of doing something similar where he was trying to finance and do different things in real estate. And so he reached out to me, got a cup of coffee with him. That was. I think like five or six months ago, got a cup of coffee with him, talked to him. I really liked him. I really didn't hang out with him in high school. So it was a good opportunity to kind of go back to my past and hang out with someone that I, you know, never got to hang out with in high school. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do is kind of go back and get different people from high school or different connections where, um, you know, back then I wasn't social or I didn't really interact with anyone. So now it's 110% different I'm trying to reenact with uh, or get, to know the people from my past or in high school and whatnot. So I figured it'd be a good opportunity. We we're going to do something, I believe, tomorrow. Unfortunately, I forgot that I switched my um, – I have to do like a family uh, function or a family get-together on Saturday. So I ended up 
doing a uh, shift slide where I changed the Saturday to a Tuesday. And so we agreed that, you know, we'll go through the holidays because by the time this week passes and then we're in Christmas and the other holidays that are coming up. So I told them we'll just, we'll try to reschedule in January. But the, the idea for that one is me traveling to him. He lives in Miami, downtown Miami, I'm pretty sure. Seen a couple of his videos. And it'd be kind of cool to get out of my comfort zone, go down to, I've been downtown Miami a couple times for different events, the 10X Growth Conference, the Marlin Stadium, um, different other events like I had to go do for, you know, go support some of my friends. And it'd just be a good environment to go down there and probably different scenery so you're not seeing my room all the time or, you know, it just, it puts a little bit of a different um, environmental kind of uh, take to the show where it's a different environment. You're seeing different scenery and, and it's also just cooler to go to where he's comfortable at rather than me being more comfortable in my own room um, or in my own setting. So it is kind of interesting. So we're going to try to do something probably in the beginning of January and I'll get him on the show. The second person I'm going to get on the show, which has been confirmed, we just have to work out the details, is Eli. And uh, I met Eli through, um, ironically enough, a lot of people that you're probably going to see on this show, I probably met at one point or another through uh, my friend Jimmy and Stella. And most of those people are just, they're all family related uh, to Jimmy and Stella. So um, that's something where, you know, when more details come up, I haven't set a date with him. He's, I, he really wants to come on the show because I pitched it to him. He wants to do a fundraiser for a, I believe it's some type of environmental thing that he's trying to fundraise for and, and get funds to go and produce and be able to sell it. I think I think it would be classified as uh, international business. Is uh, He's trying to fundraise to be able to create the product and then sell it, I think, internationally to, I'm pretty sure he was talking about his hometown in Haiti. So it'd be kind of interesting to get him on the show give him a little bit of exposure and help him fundraise for that, that event and just get a fresh face on the show and a different perspective. Cause me and him, um, we're, we're both business like minded, but we are different in minds. We're a little bit different in mindset, uh, but we get along really well. So it's, it, he would be pretty cool to get on the show as well. So I'll get you more updates uh, with those as we get closer, I guess, to having a, an actual date where we're going to sit down. But those are the two people I'm actually aiming for right now. Uh, I do want to get eventually my friend Jimmy. I do have uh, some ideas to get other people on the show. But right now, those are the, the two that I think I'm um, – that are probably going to end up getting on the show before anyone else. So right now, uh, those are the people. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, Dundeal Investment website. So that's uh, – for anyone that doesn't know, I do own a business, Dundeal Investments, LLC. And that business is a real estate business. But right now, I just paid off, which, you know, is, is actually amazing. I just paid off with the last paycheck I got. A, um, I paid off the agency fee, which I ended up getting locked into a contract and about a year ago. And I finally got to pay that off. So I'm basically debt-free on that, on the contract with them, with that company. And I got to build business credit, which is amazing. So now I don't have to... You know, I'm, I'm sure I still got to build a lot more because it's it's brand new credit within the business. But uh, slowly but surely, I'm building up the entity or the LLC, the business entity. Um, and it's it's slowly but surely kind of building itself. And it's pretty amazing. It's, it, it's really cool that, like, I'm actually working on building an entity. So that's what's really amazing. And there's a bunch of things I think I'm going to add into it. Excuse me. <clears throat> 
excuse me on that. I just had a <clears throat> little bit of indigestion, but, <laughs> but anyways, uh, what I was thinking about is, um, maybe adding on if, uh, if all this stuff goes well, I'm trying to end up, which is going to be the next update, but, um, I'm going to add on health insurance and different things. Once I get licensed and I end up partnering up with my one friend doing health insurance, cause that's the next move for me get out of the, this full-time job and get into something where I put myself into a selling, a sales position and I can make money with my one friend on top of having a little, you know, to free up more of my time to be able to go to the gym, be able to kind of just, you know, design my own schedule, my own work schedule and personal schedule and have more freedom and more control of my time because that's very important because time is money. So I want to free up my time and be able to make a lot more money in a different opportunity where I'm not capped out. But at the same time, I also want more time to be able to take phone calls for done deal investments. I want to be able to, uh, you know, be able to have more free time to do goals and updates and, and maybe work on that more. And I just don't like being trapped. And at the one job I'm at right now, I'm really trapped. And it's just, it's really, uh, it's, it, it really is uh, depressing when I go to this job. But um, before I update you on that, I do want to update you on the website. So uh, right now, so I got out of that agency contract and I found out they were using their own hosting platform. So they gave me all the information for WordPress, which is what they're using to create that website. And so it was up to me to find a different hosting site because now, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not in a contract or a tra uh, contract agreement with them. So I went to GoDaddy and, you know, both places kind of wanted to charge me about a hundred bucks. And I figured, you know, I might be able to do it on my own. It seems a little bit too complicated. And at the same time, I'm kind of wasting time trying to do it. So I figured I might as well just cough up the hundred dollars and just pay a professional to do it. So that's probably the next thing I'm going to end up working on after this show is calling GoDaddy and working out with them, you know, paying them $100, working out all the information they need and transferring that over. So if you go on any old posts right now on Facebook or if you go and try to click the link and go to uh, go to dundealinvestment.com, it's probably not going to work. It's going to give you like a four, 404 error just because I don't have hosting on it yet. So um, right now that's the sites down. So I got to work on getting that up. So that's an update that I just wanted to update you guys on, um, the work update, which is kind of what I was telling you a little bit before with Dundee investments when I was going into that website update, but, um, I'm going to end up waiting until after the holidays and I'm then I'm, I already have the two weeks already written out. Uh, so then after the holidays, I'm going to go ahead and basically put in that two weeks. So the goal really is to get one more paycheck um, and clean out a little bit more debt that I have for my personal, you know, personal consumption debt on a credit card and catch the credit card back up to zero and then start using, you know, get back to using the bank and not the bank using me on interest. So that's, that's a goal that I'm going to get from the next paycheck. And, um, we're coming up to Christmas. So I want to get the paid holiday before I dip out too as well. And in order to get that, I need to work uh, the day before and the day after on my schedule. So um, I don't know what's going to happen if I put in the two weeks. I don't know if they're going to just immediately uh, kick me out the door and just go, hey, we already, you know, we already have people that we're interested in hiring. And, you know, thank you for, you know, asking if we want two weeks, but we really don't want that and we want you to leave. Okay, I can leave. Or if they want me to work another two weeks, I mean, it's another paycheck real quick and clean up maybe a little bit more debt or uh, save a little bit more money. 
And then the plan really is either way, I'm going to start working with my friend, Jonathan. So, um, the plan there really is to start working with him. I already have a little office set up as you can, well, you can't really see the office set up, but, uh, that's, I film, you know, I, I do all my business like cold calls, uh, any paperwork, the goals and updates of the broadcasting in my room. I basically set up a little office space in my room and slowly but surely I'm, I'm upgrading it and getting, and I have a shredder. I have a bunch of different things and I want to get a filing cabinet. I get a, you know, get a mail bin for uh, mailing in or mail that comes in and then, you know, bin where I can mail out stuff and put it in my mailbox if I leave and do anything or if I have to go to the post office or whatnot. But, um, and, and that's kind of something where, uh, trying to think of like information I can give you on this where you'll understand kind of, but I'm going to go do the insurance with him. But how I'm going to do this is he's going to, he's going to make me do all of his side work stuff as I'm going to go and try to retake the test. Cause for most people I failed the health insurance test about three times uh, because the test is extremely hard. And if you don't keep up with the, the information in the, in the, um, the practice problems and everything, it's a little difficult, but you know, if, as long as I don't quit, I'll get the, you know, I'll get the license and, and we'll move forward and I can start selling the health insurance. But the goal really is to free up some time to give myself at least two to three hours a day to relearn the material for the health insurance, you know, go back through the, the 19 chapters of the health insurance. They want you to learn where they're taking all this information from and giving you the questions on the quiz or the, the test, the, the state exam. And I have everything done. So I just need to pass the state exam at this point. And you know, pay another 44 bucks or whatever, and then go take it and, you know, probably take an hour and a half or almost two hours to do. But I figured, you know, I'll study, I'll work for him. And, you know, we're working out deals where I uh, working out deals, basically how he's going to pay me and different things, which, uh, you know, talk about, I guess, in a different segment. But, you know, if, if I get to that point where I'm, I feel, you know, I feel, I guess, confident enough to talk about that stuff. But for right now, you know, I'm going to go work with him. The goal is to eventually get the license and then start working on selling deals with him and just get him expanded. So really just partner, you know, partner up with him. And I, I say, you know, done deal investments is maybe going to branch off into that as well, just because I have an LLC and that's how I'm going to, you know, that's how I'm going to pay myself is through my company. So I might as well maybe just add it on to my business and to a partnership with him and start selling health insurance on top of what I'm doing. So that's something where uh, it, it's something where it's really exciting for me, but at the same time, it's a little bit scary because I don't really know what's going to happen. You know, it's it's taking a big risk. So it's uh, it's a little bit of everything, I guess, at once. So the big thing right now is just to do my time at the full time job right now. When we come back in January after uh, Christmas break or after Christmas, the holidays, put in the two weeks, work for Jonathan, partner up do health insurance with them on the side, as well as build up done deal investments and goals and updates. So, uh, you know, I'll update you guys more once we get closer to that. But it, like I said, it's exciting, but it's also kind of a little scary because I'm, I'm getting away from steady pay into straight commissions. And that's where it starts getting, you know, it gets nerve. you get nervous because if you're someone that's worked your whole entire life on a straight paycheck, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit scary because you just don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen where uh, you don't, you know, you don't make any sales, you don't do anything. 
and uh, you got bills to pay. So it's a little bit scary, but at the same time, it's a necessary action that I got to take. And um, it's just, you know, it's, it's something that I really want to do. So I'm pretty excited for that. Now, that's work update. And the last thing I have on here for updates would be January 4th. I have the details right here. Um, now, the details might change, so I'll update you guys, I guess, every week that we get closer to it, I'll update you. But I'm going to have my first real speaking gig, which is going to be set up by one of the, the Toastmasters that runs the library over at Pompano Beach Library, which is a Broward County library. And uh, he gave me the date for January 4th. That's when we're booked. Now, once I get the once we get the flyers built and once we get more information, I'll update you on it. But this is something that's really exciting for me because uh, if anyone has really been paying attention, I've been doing Toastmasters for I think now about nine months, and Toastmasters is all about public speaking. So this is my first real speaking gig where instead of speaking at the club and speaking to the same people over and over and over again and maybe getting a handful of guests here and there where, you know, we're generating guests to the club, I'm, um, I'm actually going to speak on a stage where everything is going to be like if I was a professional speaker. So it's my real first gig, which I'm really excited. So if you do want to go to that, it, he's saying it's going to start at 1030. It's going to be on January 4th, which I believe it's a Saturday at the Pompano Beach Library, the Broward County Pompano Beach Library. So you have to be local, obviously, to attend. But um, the actual theme, and we're going to have about three or four speakers. And like I said, I'll update you more when we come through. But we're, I know for a fact we're going to have about three to four speakers. Um, I believe each speaker is going to speak for about 10 to 15 minutes. And so it's probably going to be about like an hour and a half um, type, of a, type of an event. But at the same time, it's going to be called the theme of the event is going to be a brand new you. So he did it on January 4th because, you know, obviously it's going to be New Year's. And so people are going to start their New Year's resolutions and their goals. And that's why he called it a brand new you. Now, my speech title, I already have the title picked out and I'm not going to change it. I'm working on the speech right now. But my title of the speech is going to be uh, Believe in the, the Impossible. Believe in the Impossible. So it's, um, it's something that I'm excited for. For sure, because it's going to be my first real speaking gig in front of a, lot, a real live audience where I don't know probably anyone that's going to probably attend it. And we're going to probably attract a lot of people that are just walking through the library on a, you know, on a Saturday on their free time. And they're probably just going to see it and probably stop by and listen. But I'm going to try to generate a good speech where you got to believe in the impossible. And I already have the, I already have the paragraphs and like the statements I want to make. I just got to you know practice the speech and really write out what I really want in the speech, which is what I'm working out the outline of the speech basically right now. And then I just got to, you know, enact it a little bit, fix things, make sure I'm hitting the 15 minute mark and I'm not overstating my time, maybe figure out different ways to engage the audience a little bit because it's going to be a live audience. But if, if you want to attend that, you know, I definitely would appreciate you coming and showing me some support and just, you know, giving me like good, you know, giving me actually feedback on what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong because that's really the most important thing is the feedback from it. So um, I have a, you know, I have a couple family members that said they'll go. I have Jonathan that's going to go. I'm trying to get my one friend Eric to come down to go. Um, I'm just trying to get a bunch of different people to go that I know because then they can give me feedback on what I, what I did right and what I did wrong. And it's, some, it's, a, it's a stepping stone of going forward, right? And that's the big thing with goals and updates is I'm trying to show you that I'm putting goals 
and that the updates are really trying to show you that I'm trying to accomplish my goals, but I'm also just trying to show you that I'm enacting the stuff that I'm trying to preach to you. I'm trying to lead by example. So that's really why I do the goals and the update or the updates really. Um, the goals and the updates, I guess, in the beginning. And I'm just trying to show you that I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not perfect, right? I'm not perfect. I'm trying to live life uh, as full as possible. And I'm trying to progress as time goes on. And I'm only trying to get better and better and better as a human being. So that's really what goals and updates is really all about. Now, those are the updates. I'm going to get into the two topics right now. The first topic is going to be work so hard that people notice you. And this topic I came across because I hear it, I hear it a lot on uh, different really well-known influencer influencers and really wealthy individuals that are uh, trying to give you know really good information to people. And I hear about it all the time. You, you got to work as you got to work so hard that people recognize you or they're telling you that you're working too hard. And I heard this with. Uh, you know, I listen to a lot of Grant Cardone. So anyone that knows me, I, I preach a lot of what Grant Cardone says because that's kind of like the guy that I look up to in business life and in general. And that's really the the guy that I really look up to. That's really the guy that I call my mentor is Grant Cardone. And he's the one that I listen to the most. So I hear him talking about this all the time. And I've had this happen to me a couple times where uh, the example I'm going to give you is when I finally updated the goals and updates Podbean website, which is the main site for goals and updates. But I, uh, I finally got a little bit caught up. So we're on 117. There's about 100 episodes that are up on goals and updates right now on the platform. And what I started to realize was I had to hurry up and start putting more episodes on there. So I, uh, for like, I think like four days or five days, I was just straight hustling and getting the episodes up because they take, they take a good couple of minutes. I got to go and convert them. I got to download them first from Facebook when I film them live. It takes about, you know, probably five, 10 minutes. Then I got to convert them to MP3 format, which takes maybe about another five minutes. And then I got to upload them, which takes another probably like three or five minutes to the, the actual site. So it's something where it, uh, it, it took a lot of time. It, I was only on like, I think episode 10 on the website or like maybe 30 episodes max and it took a lot of time. And so I was working really hard, but at the very, very end, when I got to the, you know, hundred episodes on there, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm just going to calculate on average. If I did an hour per episode, because some of them were like 45 minutes, an hour, the ones that I did before I started getting the structure kind of going, it was about 40 40 minutes to about 45 minutes an episode on average. Some of them are an hour. And uh, now they're about, you know, I don't think any episode after like, I'd say maybe 80, episode 80 after that has been uh, way over an hour, like maybe an hour, hour and a half roughly. So I, uh, I just did an hour per episode, like if I, if I cleared an hour. And it came out to about 10,000 hours, a little bit over 10,000 hours of, uh, of listening content. And then I did, I went a step further just to see kind of how, how much like 10,000 hours really was on the website. So I, I did, I compared it to like a, an hour and a half of a movie and it came out to like 83 movies for 10,000 hours, which I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like I put up 83 movies worth of content onto the, the actual uh, Podbean website, which is pretty amazing. But I started sending it to different people. And I was like, going to like my uncle, going to my aunt, going to uh, friends and family on the phone. And I'm just like, Hey, I just got a hundred episodes, about 10,000 hours of footage, 
83 movies up right now. And I just sent it to a bunch of different people on the phone. Um, and they're just like, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you got that many episodes done in that amount of time. And my one, my, my uncle was like, my uncle was like, uh, like, damn, yo, he's like, he's like, hit me back up in 15 years when I clear all these episodes. So the point being is that, uh, it made me feel good because I was consistent and I've gotten, I've gotten the compliment a lot too, where people are like, Hey, you're really consistent. You come out and you do the two episodes and then, um, you seem consistent on building it and you're trying to get people on the show. You're trying to do a lot of different things and you're really consistent on, on producing content. And that's how I got to episode 117. Now I really want to make it a goal where I out, I outwork my one friend who got me into the podcasting, which was uh, who I want to get on the show too, Edwin, uh, who has the lemon city live podcast where they do a lot of um, narrating for sports in general. They do a lot of sports talk and, and, uh, what do you call it? And it's just kind of funny. Cause I think they're on about, I don't know if they're on what episode they're on right now. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to look up, to be honest with you. I'm, I got my phone here right now. I'm actually going to look up what kind of, you know, amount of episodes are on. That's why I kind of don't like using the phone for Instagram. Cause then I can go on here and I can talk to you and research at the same time. But, um, just out of curiosity, let me go and lemon city live. Let's see how many episodes they have up so far. They have about, I think this says 117. I'm not sh- 100 and, oh, 77. Let me just hang on one sec. Should put the last episode up. Okay, so it looks like... It looks like they have about 177 episodes up right now. I'm on 117. So... You know, it's going to take a little while to pass them, but I'm not too far behind them. And what that goes to show you really is that it's I'm, I am being really consistent because he's working on a – he's been doing it way longer than me. I haven't even hit a year yet of goals and updates. I think it's only been – if I had to make a really rough estimate on, on time, I mean, it, it probably could be just shy of a year. I'm thinking maybe like 10 months maybe or maybe nine months it really is what I'm estimating – just thinking about it, but he's been doing it for years. I think he's been doing it maybe for two or three years. I'd have to say, I mean, I I really don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's around two to three years. He's been doing his podcast and I'm pretty, I'm pretty far. I'm I'm not too far away from him catching up to him, but that's really the goal. I think he does one episode a week. I don't think he does two or three. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't really checked out his content or really asked him about that in a while. So I'm not really sure, but that's really a big goal would be passing, passing him. Cause that means I'm working, I'm working harder than him if I caught up to him and passed him on episodes. So that's kind of the goal. Outwork your competition. Uh, Cause even though we're in two different industries of podcasting, it's still, he's still competition, but uh, at the same time, you know, I love him like a brother and that's, that's someone that uh, I'm going to try to stay in contact with as long as possible and, and hope, you know, hope that he has much success with that. I know, I know he's been doing a good job, at least when I was working with him and we were talking about it, he was going and, getting all these backstage passes to different sporting events and different events. And he was doing really well with it. So I probably should go on there maybe when I'm working out later and just listen to like one of the newest episodes to see what he's really doing. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I can pass him. I think I got him. I think I got him. 
Because that's why I think he was like, dude, you're really consistent. Like you're on 100, you know, you're you're on 117. We're on like 177. That's why I think he gave me that compliment. But um, that's 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 a sign that I'm out. Work like I'm working hard. Like he's noticing. Like he's noticing, right? Like I'm working really hard. And I have people where if people are noticing me when I'm going places and people are like, hey, you look really familiar, and then they go, oh yeah, uh, don't you have that podcast goals and updates? That's a good sign that I'm really working hard because they're, they're noticing me, they're seeing me. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out, give me one second, <clears throat> one sec guys, my, my dog. Ugh. My bad guys, my bad. My dog goes crazy. Trying to nip, trying to nip his issue in the butt because he wants to go in and out, in and out, in and out, and then he's scratching, 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 and I'm like, I'm hoping if I just ignore him, he'll go, like he'll go lay down, but he doesn't. And I'm like, I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys can hear him scratching in the background. It's kind of annoying to hear him scratching in the background. But anyways, um, that's why, that's why you need to go support the show at Patreon support, Patreon.com/slash/goals-and-updates, so we can go and uh, get some physical space, so we don't have to work in this room. And uh, get some space so you don't have to, you know, upgrade and you don't have to hear the dog scratching, right? That's a good upgrade. That's that's a good goal to hit. But anyways, um, I'm trying to think real quick. I kind of lost my train of thought doing that. But yeah, so it, people are noticing that I'm working hard on goals and updates, and just in general, I'm just really, I'm really trying to, you know, I'm really trying to get in front of people. I'm really trying to do different things, and I really want to change my life. And that's uh, that's that's the goal of working hard. And in order to do that, I have to you have to work really hard and push forward, and just do things where people are like, why why is he doing this? Why is he pushing out so much content? Why why does he have ten thousand or eighty three movies worth of content for free on his website? It's because I want to help people, but at the same time, uh, I'm trying to outwork the competition. So I'm trying to catch up, I'm trying to put as much content as I possibly can out there. So that people go, damn, this kid's really working hard, and they sign up for Patreon support. Patreon supports the the next thing I'm going to start trying to hit hard is uh, I'm going to start trying to you know market more, and I'm going to start trying to hit some internal people, hit my internal base, which is friends, family, relatives, and just hit them hard and be like, hey man, look at all this work I've been doing, man. I just really need one dollar a month, man. Everyone has a dollar, less than a cup of coffee. You can help support me, right? So that's the next move. And uh, just keep expanding, keep expanding. That's really what I want to do. And and the next big thing is to try to start tackling some uh, Facebook advertising, get good at Facebook advertising, and start branching out. And because I, I feel like I'm doing a decent, I'm not doing. I don't think I'm doing a perfect job hitting the internal base, but I think I'm getting to a point where people are stopping by and seeing the show. I don't know if they're going to the website or not, but I'm seeing a, a little bit of a of uh, traction basically with the show from internal because I'm doing it so consistently. It's every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. So I'm doing it pretty consistently and people are, are oh, okay, he's doing, he's doing goals and updates. So people, people recognize me before I even recognize them, which means it's working, right? People are, people are noticing, hey, what, what's this kid doing? This kid's putting, he's always on here doing a live stream with goals and updates and he has all this content and he's doing all this extra stuff. Why? Right? They're curious. So that's what I'm trying to do right now is uh, I'm trying to build. But anyways, I'm trying to see if I can give you another example for uh, work so hard that people notice. But um, the best example I could probably give you would be at Broward College, which 
the, the best example is I got a lot of opportunity there um, because I literally would just go, I would go to a meeting, let's say, right? And the person that was our manager would be like, hey, you know, we have this issue where we need someone to, um, we need someone to manage the Facebook, the Facebook uh, inbox. And we're having a, we're having a high volume of inbox replies or uh, messages sent to us and we need someone to do it. And before they even asked me, I'd just be like, yeah, like, all right, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that for you. Let's do, let's go. Let's roll. Let's do it. And so I would, um, you know, start doing, start doing things. Everything that she said she had a problem with that she needed help with, I just volunteered. Yeah, I'll do that. Are you sure? Do you know how to do that? No, I don't really know how to do that, but I'll figure it out. Let's go. And she'd be like, okay. And so like I did things that I, I had no idea how to do. There is uh, two examples I can give you of things that I did, which I, I was not experienced at all doing was like SEO work, which is search engine optimization for them. And what I had to do was, um, what I had to really do, I'm trying to think of, I had to make sure everything was up to code on the website, meaning like the color coordinations were, um, I think I had to like describe this by giving you like a lot of detail where you can understand it, but um, it's not complicated. There's codes basically for impaired people. So uh, someone that's colorblind or maybe someone that's, uh, that can't read well and they use a machine for the, um, the website to read off the information, like patterns, like you have to be up to code. And I, for, I haven't done it in so long. I don't remember what they call it. Um, but it, we had to do like, it was basically SEO work for when people hit the website and they were just disabled and they had disabilities that um, restricted them from like, I guess, learning about the information on the website. So I was going through and I didn't really know how to do it. I was looking up a lot of different information. Um, our IT department would hit me back and be like, hey, we need this to be up to code. We need this color coding different. We need this. And so I was just trying to figure out how to do it all. And I would just report to my manager and be like, hey, this is what they want. These are what I'm thinking about. What's your recommendation from these options that I have? And she'd be like, oh, I really like this. Okay, perfect. I'd confirm it with her, get back to the IT person. All right, we're going to change it to this. And so what it was teaching me was uh, not doing something because I wanted to do it, but uh, and I obviously recommend ideas that I thought were good, but I was doing things that my manager wanted. And so I was working, it looked like I was working so hard because I'm doing this project, then I'm moving to this project, then I'm moving to this project. And the attitude that I had was, all right, I got to get this done now. And now I got to move on to something else and help her with whatever other problems she has. So if she needs me to go and film this interview over here and help them with the camera, the camera crew portion and meet, and because they had a, um, a team, we, we had people, uh, by the way, Edwin, the person I mentioned in this episode, uh, Lemon City Live, was my uh, like assistant manager, I'd, I'd kind of classify him as. Like I, I would report to him, he would report to my um, upper manager, which we all worked in the same building together. And he would need me to help with stuff. So he'd be like, hey, we're filming this uh, interview, it'd be great to have you to help us set up and like work with uh, the, other, the third party agency. And I would just meet him places and I'd go from one thing to the next and the next and the next thing. So I'd do everything for him. Then I'd go to my higher up manager, which was Danielle at the time, and I'd be like, all right, what do you need me to do? Like, you need anything extra? You need me to do this, this, or this? Yeah, I need you to do this. Okay, I got you. Or uh, there was a couple of times where I would just do things. So, for instance, there was two times 
um, where this one guy came and he was, he worked in the police. Uh, we, we were basically attached to the police academy and he was someone that was high up in the police academy office. And he needed me to, he needed someone that had filming and editing skills to edit out the green screen behind one of the directors of the academy and put an American flag in the background. And so everyone was like, oh, that guy's annoying. I don't want to do it, right? Everyone's like, I don't want to do it for him. Like, he's not going to do it for me. Like, once you say yes, everyone wants to do things for him. And in my mind, I'm like, I just got done listening. This was like when I first recently found Grant Cardone. And I was like, the, you got to do things. In order to be successful, you got to do things that, uh, and this is what was going through my mind when people were telling me this. Oh, he's going to come. Like, they'd, they'd come up to me. I, you know, I come into work kind of like uh, at a later date, and they'd all come in early. I'd work a little later, and I'd come in, and they'd be like, oh, this person's going to ask you to do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, like, right? They're trying to tell me what to do. They're like, don't do it. Don't do it, because then he's going to make you want to do other things for him, and that's going to lead into some other people asking you to do things. So in my mind, I remember hearing from my uncle, and at the time, Grant Cardone, and he's like, listen, man, do things that the average person does not want to do, and you'll never be, like, broke. You'll never be poor. Uh, people, you'll have abundance of everything because people are going to come to you with the problems because you're solving the problems. And the people that run away from the problems will never have anything to solve. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh shit. So I go, okay. And the guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, I really need somebody to do this. I got you, man. I'm your man. I got you. What do you need? I'll do it for you. I'll figure it out. Oh, I just need the American flag. And I, I was thinking to myself, I just, I just learned how to do this on my own. This is easy. I've done this hundred times. Took me thirty minutes, maybe, to you know change out the green, the green screen, get the right settings, and put the American flag in the background. And I bring it to him, and he goes, "Wow, this is great." He's like, "I showed the director, and he was very, very impressed." He's like, "I appreciate it so much. You need anything? You come over here and help me." And so. Uh, what ended up happening was we, we, um, he ended up using it at the graduation, at the, the graduation for the Academy, uh, police students. And it was a cool accomplishment. I did something where they used it for leverage for their department. And I solved the problem that other people didn't want to step up and do. So I worked extra hard. The guy noticed and he, and he referred me to the other guy, the director. So that's one thing that I did. Now, the second thing I did before I left that company was they had these charging stations. And it was like a, I don't remember what the machine was called, but it was a charging station where I think most colleges have them, where they have just a bunch of different cords. They have Android cords, iPhone cords, um, tablet cords, uh, any, you know, any charging cord that you would need. And then it would plug in to like inside this machine and on the top of the machine, it had a visual display screen and on that they would, they would do commercials. So if they ran a, uh, at the time they were doing like enrollment commercials, it would play the enrollment commercial on it. It would do all the um, updates or events for the students. So they'd be more aware of, Hey, we're having a, a tutoring meeting this Tuesday at 8 PM. Right. And they would have it on the screen, any events, any updates for the students um, they'd use it a lot for just advertising. And so I, um, I, at the time what was happening was I, one of the students or someone was breaking the charging cords. I don't know if it's cause they were cheap. And so the students would put their phone on it and then the little cable piece would break. Or if it was just like someone purposely pissed at the school and they're just breaking the wires. But on, in the library at central campus, there was two machines where 
there's two machines, one on the top floor, I want to say, and, or the second floor, and then one on the bottom floor. And both of them were a little bit differently designed, but on the one, uh, I had to open up the machine, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just, I, we were having issues where the guy was basically like, hey, we need these, we need these fixed, and like you said, you're going to fix them, and it's your department that handles it, and my manager was stressed out, stressed out. My manager's like, I don't know what to do, like, I'm calling the company, they're not doing anything, uh, this guy's just up my ass, like, he's not leaving me alone, and I just said to her, I'm like, I got you, I can do it. I'll just change them out for you. I'm like, we'll just go on Amazon. And this is just a solution that just, uh, you know, just came to me. I'm like, listen, it can't be that, it can't be that hard. They're just charging cords. I'm like, um, all we, you know, we could probably go on Amazon, buy them in bulk really cheap, buy like five of them at a time. And then you could just store the extras and I'll just go on there and fix out the ones that are broken. We'll buy a couple Android. We'll buy a couple iPhone. And I'm like, I'll just go in there and change them. I'm like, I've, I've done things harder than that where I just have to unplug you know probably take a couple screws out of a machine open the panel and then uh change out the cords I'm like it can't really be that hard uh and I'm like I've done things that are way more complicated than that I'm like I've grinded tile work before that was like way more complicated than that so I'm like I, I should be able to do it you know long behold I get to it I had to call the company because you know a couple obviously a couple things happened where I had to get around it but Something happened where um, I got all the screws out, but then there's like a security screw so that a student couldn't get into it. So I had to order. We didn't have the key, obviously. So I had to, you know, contact the company, order the key. Key gets there. Uh, I go in. I take the machine. It's this heavy, you know, heavy machine. And I take it into the office. And everyone's like, what are you doing with that machine? And I'm like, I'm going to change out the cords. And they're like, you know how to do that? And I'm like, not really, but I'm going to figure it out. And so I'd go online, I'd read the manuals, learn how to open it, learn how to change the cords out, where they connect to, all the, you know, all the good stuff. And I ended up changing it and putting it back on the machine, and I changed the other one. And long and behold, I took a situation where she was stressed out, and she needed a lot of help. And the other guy was really stressed out because he kept asking us to change him, what's going on, what's going on. And I basically cut out the middleman, and I did it myself. And, you know, that was something where I worked really hard to be the, the person, you know, the go-to person. So that was something where um, I worked so hard that people noticed. And my manager, the higher manager, not Edwin, um, the higher one that was above him would come up to me. There'd be times I was the last person working there because I'd come in a little bit later than everyone, so I'd work later. And they were on salary, so they didn't really care. Uh, you know, they didn't work by the hour. They worked by the day. And for me, it was by the hour. I was getting part-time hours. So I, if I didn't work the hour, I couldn't report it. And so I got ripped off on pay if I didn't work the full hour so or my full scheduled hours. So I kind of, you know, I'd stay late to make up hours or do whatever. But anyways, I would stay late and she'd be the last one to leave. And she would always come up to me and she'd be like, you know, I really appreciate all the work you do. She's like, you're a really hard worker. Like you just, you just, you know, if I need anything, I go right to you and you just get it done. Even if you don't know it, you look it up and you just figure it out. Like you're, you're a very brilliant person and you just figure it out and you do things. And she's like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna miss you when you leave. It was like probably back when, uh, I was doing all the, you know, the two weeks and everything I put in my two weeks and she would just tell me like, you know, I just wish the other people out that worked here would, uh, would, you know, kind of do, you know, kind of be like the same way in a sense. Cause she's like, me and you are kind of the, the same person where we have to get things done where if, if there's a task and there's a deadline, you have to get it done and, uh, and then move on to the next project. And she's like, some people really can't do that. 
And she's like, that's the struggle here because here it's, it's all tasks. You have to be able to get one thing done, hit the next thing. You get the one thing done, hit the next thing. You get the one thing done, hit the next thing, and just keep moving and moving and moving. Sometimes you have to multitask and do more than one thing. Um, and so it was just, you know, that was one, that was another time where my manager actually appreciated what I was doing. And she just told me straight up, like, you know, I really appreciate you working here and, and helping me out as best as you possibly can and what you do for the company. So that was one thing too. Um, the other thing that was kind of interesting too is when I did the, the actual internship, my first ever marketing internship with Hoover Pumping Systems. And this will be the last example so we can get on to the next one. But um, she was kind of the same way where they would just give me things to do. Like, hey, I want you to go to the website and figure out this. I want you to do a presentation on X, Y, and Z to try to you know, give us information on what you think is better for the company, what we're doing good and what we can improve on. Um, and just give us strategies. And I had to do like public speaking where I had to go up in front of a couple employees and give a speech and be like, Hey, I really like how we're doing uh, this with the website. I really like how we're focusing here. But honestly, we, if we did this, this would actually work a lot better. If we got our SEO uh, search engine optimization up on Google, that's a big thing. Cause that's where you're getting all your business is the website. And you know, I was just doing a presentation for him, but, um, and she'd come up to me at the end and she's like, yeah, I would really give you a position here. You're like, you're really good. It, you know, for the best, it worked out because I wasn't really happy there when I was doing the, intern or the internship there. I was more, I was, uh, I was, it almost felt like I was kind of stuck in a, in a situation. But in the long run, it worked out because from that situation is when I got into Broward College and then so on and so forth is when I started building more confidence in myself with business or at least in marketing where I'm like, I can do this stuff on my own. I really don't need to work for a high-end company to learn this stuff. I could do this stuff on my own and create my own stuff. And it gave me a lot of confidence as I grow through it into other opportunities with that internship that I went through. But um, the, the point being is that, you know, she recognized it at the end and she was like, you know, I'm, I'm really sad that you're leaving, right? We're at the end of the internship and she's like, I'm really sad that you're leaving. I really wish I could give you a position, but we just don't have a marketing department to really put you in. But she's like, you know, I really wish we did because she's like, I definitely would hire you and get you a job. And she liked me so much working there that she let me go to like this really cool event and she was trying to, you know, she let me use their business cards and put my information on it. And, and she was trying to get me different job opportunities. And she's like, Hey, we're going to go and I'm just going to introduce you as my intern and I'm just going to try to get you a job so when the internship ends, you can go and get another marketing job. And I'm like, okay. And so we go around and we're, uh, she's introducing me to different people. Oh, hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, hey Maxine. Uh, and she's just like, hey, like, this is Tyler. Like, he's my intern. And unfortunately, we don't have a position, but, like, he's a great worker. He's a hard worker. He learns things really fast and he does all this. And they're like, oh, okay. What's your, you have a card? Yeah, here. Right? So she did what she, you know, she tried to help me out along the way which is awesome. But the only reason she did that was because she noticed how hard I was working as a person. So that's the topic of work so hard that people notice you. Now, the second topic really quick is going to be, you don't find your life, your life finds you. Now I have a, a couple cool, uh, cool examples I can give you on this where I, um, like things happen to me for a reason. I, I'm a strong, strong, strong believer that uh, things happen to you for a reason, and at first glance, when things hit you really hard, you kind of don't see it. You don't see the full picture of it, of why that happened to you. <clears throat> you know, a lot of times we uh, we like to go, you know, why God? Like, why did you do this to me? Like, I don't understand. I didn't deserve this, right? 
And so you're trying to figure out, you know, why this is happening to you. And at first glance, when you're, when it first happens, you can't see the overall picture and why it's happening. But after about a couple of months later, maybe even a year later, maybe even longer than that, you, uh, something happens where it's like almost an epiphany where you're like, oh man, like I understand why that happened to me now. I had to go through that to get to here. And uh, a couple examples I could give you are, um, I'm trying to think of really good examples where, uh, the, the, I guess the, the biggest one for me was really, um, I guess I'm trying to, because I have a lot of them. I just want to give you, I'm trying to give you like cut it down and give you really like two, two really good ones. I guess the first one really would have been like my first real relationship where, which was the arranged marriage. And the reason I talk about that all the time is because it really um, enforced me to be who I am today. It, that, that was the, the most critical life lesson that I had to go through in order to figure out who Tyler, you know, Joseph Dunn is. And that's, uh, to give you a little bit of side story, I'm going to have to try to, you know, take too much time on the example, but, um, you know, I got into my first real relationship back in high school around 18. And what ended up happening was I fell in love with this one girl and she was, uh, Vietnamese. I'm not going to, not going to try to use her name. I don't think I've, I've used her name on here before, but I'm not going to use her name just because, you know, it's, it's in the past. I don't really, I don't even really look too much to it, except that if I can get through that, I can get through anything type of vibe. But with that, what ended up happening was I, you know, I fell in love with her, whatever. And then from there, give it about a year later, uh, her dad, or at least in my opinion, wasn't really a real father, but uh, got into a situation where he could work. And it's very common in their culture to do arranged marriages. And so what ended up happening was um, the father ended up messing up his back and then couldn't work and used kind of uh, his daughter as a pawn to do different things where um, he looked at her as money almost. Like he never, uh, and at least in my opinion, looking from the third, third party or third um, view perspective of, of just peering in on, on the family, uh, he kind of just used her to take care of the kids. The, the, she had a brother and a sister, a younger brother and sister, and uh, would use her to take care of the family um, in emotional ways and, and uh, financial ways and stuff like that. And so he figured, okay, my back's messed up. I can't work. I'm just going to try to take the easy way out and use my daughter as leverage to go and you know do an arranged marriage, marry this guy into the country. And we're going to, and we're going to make $40,000 off of it. So what ended up happening was, uh, she ended up going into arranged marriage. Um, it obviously, I, tr you know, at the time I thought I could hang in there and I was like, all right, it's only going to be, you know, two years. You know, I was thinking, okay, it's only gonna be two years. Like how long, you know, how long would it have to be? Oh, two years. Okay. So I'm going to hang in there for two years. And then once this is over with and you get the divorce, we'll, we'll move on. That's what I was thinking. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, as time would go through, I ended up hanging in there for about another year, I'd say. So, you know, I was with her really for two years, one year when this wasn't happening, and then one more year as this, this uh, arranged marriage was going on. And what ended up happening was it ended up destroying me emotionally and physically because, um, at, you know, it's, it's not an easy situation. You're trying to, uh, you're technically with someone that you're really technically legally not with. I mean, this person's married to someone else on paper and with the, with the, you know, with the state of Florida as well as the, the country as a whole and on, you know, on a federal level. And you're trying to, 
a lot of emotions are going on. You know, you're like, oh, is she cheating? Like, is she doing this because she has to? Or is she doing this because she wants to? A lot of things are going on. And it's, and it's, uh, it was an emotional roller coaster, I guess, to say at the least. And what ended up happening was we ended up splitting up. And I just kept blaming myself, blaming myself, blaming myself. Ended up hitting really, like, I hit really low and really chronological depression. And I went to rock bottom and started doing a lot of stupid things. Uh, which, you know, I'll get, uh, you know, if you actually really want to listen to my past, you know, I'd really recommend going to the July 4th event because that's what's going to happen. The, the first paragraph is going to be about me and how I got to the point where I'm at. The second part is going to be uh, some challenges that I overcame. And then the third part is going to be how people, uh, how other people can um, believe in them possible and how they can interact or embrace it themselves, embrace their past and their present to create a better future, which most people think is impossible. So that's, that's what the speech is really going to be about. I kind of gave you the, the, the details of it, obviously. But um, so what ended up happening was I hit rock bottom and I couldn't figure out how to get back to the top. And I was just losing myself and losing myself and losing myself. And it got to a point where I, um, what happened was I ended up getting into, uh, you know, like drugs and, and stupid shit. I was sleeping all day kind of flunking out of college, doing a lot of stupid, you know, a lot of stupid shit that I, I look back on and I, you know, you obviously tell yourself like it was, it was stupid to even do that stuff. And, uh, over someone that didn't, didn't like me or didn't, or I wouldn't say didn't like me, but obviously didn't care enough about me that I did to her because I wouldn't have done a situation like that. And uh, that's what people were trying to tell me. And at the time I didn't want to listen to people. I'm like, okay. Um, People are telling me, like, obviously she didn't love you enough because if she loved you as much as you loved her, she wouldn't do that to you. She wouldn't have uh, even uh, even considered it. And the whole entire time she's telling me she loves me, loves me, whatever, right? And I just believed her half the time, and I just didn't want to believe the other people because emotionally it hurt. It, it was a lot of uh, psychological and mental mental pain with it, believing in what the other people were saying. And I, just, I wasn't strong enough to overcome it, or at least I thought I wasn't strong enough to overcome it. And so what happened was, you know, I, I like one time I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself and I was kind of, you know, I got to a really bad place and I was like, all right, like, uh, if I'm, if I'm at rock bottom, the only way really is to start building myself back up to the top and get out of rock bottom and build myself from the bottom up. And that's when I started trying to dive into different, you know, I tried to dive into motivational videos. I tried to dive into uh, mo people that were actually doing things like billionaires and millionaires and um, trying to figure out who I was. So I had to really dive deep. And that's when I was like, all right, I, I got to figure out who I am. So I got to be really crystal clear on who I am in order to build to where I want to go. So that's when I was like, all right, uh, you know, I got to, I got to embrace my religion. I'm a Christian. I got to embrace this. Uh, yeah, I'm a Republican cause I believe in these values and this and that. And so I had to define myself a little bit further and classify myself as a Republican because, um, I didn't align with anything on the left. And I knew if I believed in most of the stuff on the left, I'm going to go back to square one where I'm at. I couldn't believe really in too much of taking medication to get out of depression because if I did, that means I was, you know, I was screwed and I had to somehow figure out how to get myself out of depression and start building myself back up to self-confidence and, and self-esteem and build myself back up. So I knew I couldn't believe in, in going to a doctor um, where who they were going to prescribe me medications, antidepressant medication or anything like that. So I had to build myself back up. 
And that's why like a lot of people get pissed at me and like my ex-girlfriend where I would tell her she was going through a lot of anxiety. And I tell people all the time, uh, it's not a mental illness. Uh, I know they classify depression as a mental illness, but it's not a mental illness. It's just something you have to overcome and understand that you can't take a drug to get through it and that you're, you're doing it to yourself. You're, you're causing depression on yourself because of something that has happened that you have to overcome. And if, you do, if you're just taking medication and you're not, um, you're not trying to figure out what's causing it or what's triggering it, you're just basically suppressing it and it's just going to eat you alive. You're never going to overcome it. And I knew I had to figure out how to overcome what I was going through with this depression and I, eventually I did. I mean, it got, it got to a point where, I mean, I'm doing things that I don't think I ever really dreamed of doing in the beginning because I didn't think it was possible. And now I'm doing goals and updates. I'm on, I'm on 117 episodes of goals and updates. I'm building a, a business with Done Deal Investments LLC, which is a real estate build, uh, a business. And now I'm trying to, you know, trying to get into health insurance and I'm trying to do things with Jonathan and, and partner up with different people. And I'm trying to um, put more people on the show and I'm just expanding and expanding, and expanding, and I'm doing things that I actually want to be doing and I'm not, you know, suppressing myself and saying I can't do it. And I, I've never been more happier in my whole entire life. I mean, I can honestly really tell you that I haven't been more happier uh, in my whole entire life than right now, just because I'm doing things that are putting me in a position that I've always wanted to be in. So it's, uh, it's not a mental illness. It's something that you got to overcome yourself without drugs. And it's, uh, if you want to listen to a speech I did, because I did help someone, um, who I do want to get on the show eventually. I mean, I, I I don't think she's ready for it, but, um, it's going to be an example I'm going to talk about next, but that situation happened for a reason that it, I didn't find that it found me right like that that bad decision that I was going through with that whole arranged marriage thing with my ex was something that had to happen for me because that 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 had to happen for me in order to change for the person I I am right now to understand I have to be more humble I have to help people I have to not criticize people because I was a big criticizer back then and I'm not gonna lie to you I still sometimes do criticize people but um, slowly but surely I'm working on that and I'm getting a lot better. So that had to happen for, for that situation had to happen to me in order to be the person I am right now in front of you. So that's, that was a really good example where, you know, I didn't find that life. I didn't find the life that I'm at right now. The life found me, right? That situation found me and created me or the person I am right now. The, the other example I can really give you on this would be um, I helped someone. This is how I know depression really isn't a mental or a mental illness. Is because I um I helped this one person get out of it, and I tell this story all the time. I've I've talked about this uh, or at least this topic before, and I did a speech which I'm going to put up. Uh, I have it on Toastmasters. I'm going to put up on my Facebook page. But um, I helped this one person that I met randomly. I just randomly met this one person, and. You know, at first she seemed like a normal person. She didn't have any issues that I could clearly see. And then over time, because she was she goes to school in Gainesville, she would call me all the time. And she'd either be drunk, high on drugs, um, or just an emotional wreck where she couldn't she couldn't talk without crying or or being too emotional where I couldn't I couldn't really help her because I couldn't understand what, what she was going through because she couldn't talk to me. And it would happen all the time. Like she would just call me because she knew I was going to, you know, I was going to, I was just, avoid, I was going to listen to her basically. 
I was just someone there that was going to help her out and listen to her. And she probably didn't have a lot of people that were willing to listen to her when she was drunk or high or, or emotionally not stable at the time. And so she would just call me and then it got to a point where I'm like, all right, I know where she's at. Cause I've been there before I've been to rock bottom and that's where she's kind of at. She has a lot of pressure with college. Uh, she's probably doing something that her parents probably forced, not forced her into, but kind of negotiated her into doing um, to try to help her out. Or uh, she just, her life wasn't what she wanted it to be. And she was living a life of some other people's dreams or desires. And it's kind of what was happening to me. I wasn't, I wasn't really happy with myself. And that's why when originally, and that's also like to give you a real key point of, of what I figured out. The reason I broke down and hit rock bottom wasn't because of uh, her hurting her really hurting me. It was because I didn't put enough time, energy and resources into myself. And so what I did was I sabotaged myself all the time for her. And then when she left and basically screwed me over, I realized that uh, I had nothing left because I put everything into that one person. And so, you know, I told myself after that, once I built myself back up, I, I'll never quit on myself again. I'll never quit on myself depending on if, it's, if I go into another relationship, whether uh, family members tell me I'm selfish or uh, whether a friend is, is trying to get me to do something I don't want to do. Um, you know, whether it's illegal or, or whatnot. Uh, it, but what I, what I figured out is as long as I don't quit on myself, I won't go back to that place because that's what happens is once you quit on yourself, that's what depression is. You're quitting on yourself and you know, you're quitting on yourself. So you're really depressed because you're not the person you know you can be. And that's what depression really is. It's a psychological breakdown of you battling yourself and you're trying to figure out how to get yourself back on track because you can't, you, it's almost like you're a train that's, that's off the, off the rails. You can't figure out how to get back on track. So I knew that's what she was going through as I went through it before. And so I told her the truth and everyone's telling her, Oh, it's not your fault. You know, uh, her parents are like, no, it's okay. Like you just need to go to a doctor and the doctor's trying to get her on medication, which she ended up going on medication. And I told her the truth. And I just, you know, I straight up told her, I'm like, listen, it's you. It's, it, it's a hundred percent you. Um, and you just got to figure out what's triggering it and what's causing it. And you got to fix that. Can't run away from it. You got to fix it. You got to embrace it. I'm like, it's going to hurt. It's painful. I'm like, uh, there's no, there's no real answers that I can give you to solve the depression that you're going through, but you got to figure it out on your own. And I'm like, I'll walk you through it. You can talk to me. We'll figure it out. But I'm like, your parents are telling you to go to the doctor and the doctor's just going to give you drugs. And she's like, yeah, that's what he did. He, he, he put me on, uh, he wants to put me on this medication, this antidepressant medication. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what's going to happen is it's going to suppress you. You're not going to really figure out the solution to your problem. And you're going to end up going in deeper, you know, deeper down the rabbit hole, basically deeper into depression. You're not solving it. And so she told me I was crazy, went on the medication. And a couple of months later, she called me. I didn't, you know, I didn't hear from her for a while. And then I think like four or five months later, she contacted me and she was like, listen, she's like, I'm off the medication. She's like, I'm doing a lot better. And she's like, you were right. It was me. And she's like, I don't understand why the doctor was telling me it wasn't me and that it was, you know, I had to take this medication and like, I don't understand why my parents are doing this. And I just had to tell her, you know, I talked to her and told the truth. I'm like, it's not your parents' fault. Your parents are just worried because you're telling me you want to commit suicide. You want to, you're doing all these drugs and you're drinking, uh, you know, you're, you have a drinking issue right now because you're using drugs and alcohol to, to, to numb the pain. 
And, uh, and I'm like, you know, it's just unfortunately, unfortunately they didn't know what to do. So they just went to uh, someone that they call a professional, which is a doctor with a degree. And the doctor's trained just to give you medication to solve problems. The doctor isn't classified or trained to help you mentally. They're just classified and trained to give you prescription drugs. And I'm like, unfortunately, that's the problem that Americans have. And it's a, it's a big issue in America. Uh, once I figured out a lot of things, that's the, that's the one issue I dived really heavily into. And I was like, I just know what's going on. I know it's a, a big market. It's a money, it's a money pit. And I'm like, they're making a lot of money off these drugs because a lot of people are in depression that they classify as a mental illness. And so it's classified as a mental illness because they're making money off it. And I'm like, unfortunately, they're not telling you the truth because they're making money off you. So um, I'm like, it's unfortunate, but I'm like, that's the reality of it. And I'm like, I, I'm glad I showed you the truth. But a- after that situation is when I started Golden Updates because I started thinking to myself, if I could help one individual by telling them the truth, how many other people could I help across the world? Because even though that's a big issue in, in the United States, the you know doctors prescribing medications to people that probably don't need medication, because um, that's what they're trained and that's what the that's where the money is is prescribing the medications, the drugs, prescription drugs. I um I started thinking to myself, well, what if I just started a show where I could show people that I'm trying to better myself as well as help other people see the truth in a lot of different things that I thought were the truth, which were lies. And so that's where goals and updates came into place with the, the whole, you know, changing the, your negative mindset that's, on, that's a defaulted setting to a more positive mindset. And, um, and that's where depression comes from. It's all the negative crap that, that your brain's producing and it's, and all the negative stuff that you're watching on TV and TV shows and the news and, um, a lot of people, that's the first thing people tell you, Oh, did you hear this on the news? Uh, this person got shot and killed. So, you know, by nature, you're just getting slammed on social media and the news and, and TV shows and commercials and people in general, just really hitting you with a lot of negative, uh, negative stuff. And I thought to myself, well, if I helped her get out of it, where she was someone that I knew really needed the help and I knew eventually she would figure out that I was right because, or she would try it because she was at rock bottom and you're, when you're at rock bottom, you'll try anything, you know, uh, just to, to try to figure it out. So gave her the truth. She took the truth and she flipped her life around and she's doing well. I mean, I talked to her and you know, I still talk to her to this day. She called, she texted me the other, you know, like four days ago. So, um, it's something where, uh, it showed, it just, it sparked something in me where I'm like, you know, I could really help a lot of people if I just, if I did a podcast and I did something where it would help people see things more clearly as in, in positive terms, not negative terms. And, uh, it would probably help a lot of people. So that's how I came. That's what the funny thing is. That's, that's a good example for you where I didn't find my life. The life started finding me because as I started fixing myself, as I started doing things, I started seeing things a little bit more clearly and different opportunities started happening and different things started happening to me where life was happening for me, not against me. And I was, uh, you know, and that's where, that's where goals and that's where goals and updates started from was from that incident where I just helped someone change their mindset and changed it from a very negative mindset to a more positive mindset. And I'm like, damn, you I really helped this. I really helped this person. What's up, Dustin. I really helped this person change the way they were thinking and I got him out of like suicide depression. And I was like, All right, well, maybe I could help a lot of, you know, a lot of other people that don't want to talk about it where I could just give them some tips 
that got me out of different situations like that. And that's where goals and updates came into play. So like I said, things happen for, they're happening like to you for a reason. It, things are happening for you, not against you is what I like to say. Life happens for you, not against you. But um, that's a good good thing. I want to go into Dundee Investments so I don't go over an hour and a half. But that uh, that's the topic. You don't find your life, your life finds you. But I'm going to go right now because we're about to hit about an hour, hour and 12 minutes. So I want to get it under an hour and 30 minutes. But um, Dundee Investments, that's a company where I created called Dundee Investments LLC, where the deal is already done. Now that company I built, it's a real estate company, or most people probably know it more as a wholesale real estate. But what it is designed to do is to help a distressed seller, someone that financially really can't sustain the property, and then pair them up with an investor. So we put them into a contracted uh, binding agreement, and the investor takes over the property, and me and the investor pay the, the seller, to basically uh, go and find another property. We get them out of the financial situation. Now, this can work for other things besides someone that financially is in a crisis with their property, whether you just want to sell your property really fast, you don't want to use a real estate agent. Um, it doesn't matter the situation as long as you just want to sell your property really fast for quick cash, it's, it'll basically work. So um, what I'll do is I'll give you a couple examples of things that it would help you with uh, for the long run, and then I'll go through the three steps of financial freedom three steps of financial freedom um, of how the process works, how Dundee investments really work. So the first thing is the example. So I do the, the famous ones that I like to do are like pre foreclosure. Pre foreclosure is a big one. Uh, job transfers, which is another big one. Um, inheriting a property, which is uh, it's common, but it's not as common as all the other ones I'm going to list and divorce. That's, that's a real common thing in the United States of America, and Florida is a 50-50 um, state where you got to split everything 50-50 with your spouse or significant other that you're divorcing, and and if you just don't want to use a real estate agent. So I'm going to try to use, I think those are four, was it four or five? So I'm going to go through those real quick. So pre-foreclosure really quick is when um, you're, let's say you own a property, and you're behind on payments, and most of the time when you get a property, it's with a bank. You, you normally get a loan through the bank, which is called a mortgage. And what happens is if you're behind on the payments, the bank has the right to repossess that property and, and literally just not even pay you back the money you paid them and just claim all the money that you paid them on the loan with the interest and then literally take your property away, away from you and then uh, try to resell it and make full market value on it or full profit on it. So it, it's a, it's a lose lose for those people. That's, that's really a big crisis financial crisis situation where you're about to lose everything. And most, most people have a lot of money tied into the property where if they lose the property, they'll probably have to file bankruptcy, which is kind of common and it's going to destroy their credit, which most people need the credit because like I tell people, credit is really designed for poor people, not wealthy people because uh, it, the people that need the credit are normally people that don't have money. So you need leverage, which is credit to go and buy a car, maybe finance a car, or maybe go and um, finance a house, finance a mortgage, right? Anything that's like a life, a life, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good term. Um, anything that's like a life item that you would need. So like a house is obviously a typical life item that you're probably going to want to eventually get. Uh, a car, car is transportation, which everyone needs transportation. 
And I'm trying to think if there's like another one. Obviously, there's probably more. I just obviously I can't really think about it on the spot. But anyways, so that's pre-foreclosure. And what would happen is we would then go into that deal and negotiate with the bank and just pay off the loan. And then um, from there, we'd basically just pay off the loan and <clears throat> the investor would go onto the deal and we would give them ownership of the property and they'd flip it and sell it. And then Dundee Investments would just go and help that seller find another property, either rent or if they want to finance another property with the money they're going to get, uh, that cash they're going to get. That's pre-foreclosure. Now, the other one I said was job transfer. This is where you find opportunity in another city that's farther away where you have to move, different state, different country, uh, whatever the case is where you have to move really quick. And typically this happens where you have about a, a week notice where you have to move in about maybe two weeks to a week. And a real estate agent really can't sell the property that fast depending on the condition, unless it's in you know, really good condition and the markets are really good, then maybe they can sell it you know, faster than normal. But typically speaking, it takes them about a month to maybe a month and a half to really sell the property at the, at the value that they want to get it. So what ends up happening is you don't have the time. And it's a hassle and it's, you know, it's uh, the biggest thing on your, on your bucket, not bucket list, but a uh, list that you got to get done. And this is where Dundee Investments would literally be able to sell it within a couple of days. We just go and find a, uh, an investor in our, in our list and we sell it to them. If we don't have that, we just do, you know, some cold calling and we go and find you a buyer and we make the deal happen. So it, it's, it's a quick process where we just basically sell it really quick and put it under contract. And then it's a done deal at that point. So um, which we'll go through the process after I get to the next three examples. Now, that next one would be um, divorce. This is where everyone gets weirded out because they're like, I don't know why you're talking about divorce when you're selling property. And it's just because it's right now it's at a 50-50 or about a 50-50 divorce rate in America. I believe it's around like 48 to 49% divorce rate. And it's, uh, it's common. So it's a market where it's really common. And the biggest item that you're going to have to try to figure out with that spouse is the house. And typically speaking, I know some people, uh, they just give the other person the house or whatever. Um, but in a lot of cases, the best way to do it would be to sell the property and split the profits 50-50 down the middle and just move on. So in that case, that's where Dundee Investments would be the best suit because you want to do it really quick. Uh, you're already stressed out with a lot of other financial responsibilities that you have to figure out with the lawyer. And this would be a good investment where you would literally – buy back time and buy back headaches and all that, all that unnecessary uh, stuff that you don't want to have to deal with. So literally done deal investment should just find an investor, sell the property within about less than a week. And we would just literally give you the, the cash, the cash uh, value on the property and you would just split it with the other spouse and you split it 50, 50 and then move on. So that's another scenario where we'd help you out financially um, the next one, I believe I said inherited property. So that really is pretty basic. It's where normally an elderly person passes away and you inherit the property within a will or somehow you inherit the property. It's obviously most likely a will. They left it behind for you. So in this case, most of the time, someone doesn't want the extra property. They kind of just want the cash value um, or can't think of the, the term right now, but really the cash value of the property because it's literally, it's the house is literally just sitting on, on money. So they want the money that's in the equity. That's what I was looking for, the equity of the property. They just really want the equity from the property or the money that, that it's really sitting on on the property. And what ends up happening is uh, you go through a real estate agent, but maybe 
Most of the time, if it's an elderly person that you inherit the property from, they don't really do too well of maintenance on the property. Uh, just because of carelessness, maybe they don't really care too much. They just figure, all right, you know, it, it is what it is and I'm just going to keep going or they don't really think about it. But typically it's not in really good condition. And this is where Dundee Investments would help you because if you did it through a real estate agent, it might take a lot longer and it might be more of a headache to try to get what you want for it. Dundee Investments sells the property as is. So we take it in as is condition, which is amazing because you don't have to do anything to it. You can literally just sell us. There could be stuff everywhere in the house. Uh, could be maybe a hoarder um, owned the property at one point and you inherited the house and there's just boxes of stuff everywhere. We, we would take care of all that. You don't have to worry about anything. You just, uh, we just obviously negotiate on the agreement and everything. And once we come to the agreement on the contract, Dundee Investments handles the rest. So that's the cool part. We do all the legwork. Now, I believe the last one I put on there was oh, the last one I gave you. I believe it was a real estate agent. That's what it was. Now this one, um, you know, I probably get a lot of slack back or kickback, but this really comes down to, uh, I've, at least with my mom, she's had issues before where she used a couple different real estate agents and they really didn't sell the property or she felt like they really didn't do anything. And this is because, the reason she felt like this is because what they typically do is they do open house. And what open house is is basically praying they obviously put on the MLS system and stuff like that. So it's uh, you're getting more people looking at the property. But the big thing is the open houses. And what that is basically is they basically put a sign out on the lawn, open house, and they just try to drive traffic to the property. They get people to look inside for free. And then at this point, um, they just pray basically. They just try to pray that someone comes in that's really like that can't afford it or wants to make a deal on it or an offer. and and then uh, they probably never see anyone ever again. So it, it kind of hoping and praying. What we do that's different, and by the way, the commission's different too. So before I get into what Dundee Investments does differently on that, um, real estate agents really do, I believe the, the, the medium, the medium uh, commission fee would be 6%, and most of them are a lot higher than 6%. So you're actually losing a lot of money on the deal because you're losing it off the commission once they sell it. And that's a big thing too. With Dundee Investments, we don't do any commission. What we do is uh, we don't, we obviously give money to the seller, right? Which would be you. But at the same time, what happens is we don't take a commission or a portion from that, from the seller. We get paid by the investor. And a lot of people are confused by this. They don't understand why, but you got to think about it in logical terms. And I had a real estate agent where I was trying to describe this to you one time and he didn't understand why. Why would they pay you? Why would they pay you? And I think it was just because he couldn't logically think it through. And I don't know why. But um, how, why, why that happens is because we're putting the deal together for you, right? But now we're giving the deal to the investor. So once it goes under, once it goes under contract with the investor, we're giving the deal to the, the rights and the, the ownership and the deal to the investor, and so they're paying us for the finder's fee or what would be classified as commission fee, but not through you, through the investor. Um, they're paying us because we're giving them a, a good deal on the, on the, um, the property. But at the same time, like now they have an opportunity to flip it or sell it or invest money into the deal and actually make a lot more money off of the property because they're going to flip it. So that's something that's pretty interesting that you should know is Dundee Investments doesn't do 
uh, commission through the seller, we get commission through a what we call a finder's fee through the investor. So that's the cool thing to think about. Now, the other thing that we do differently is we don't do the open house thing. What we do, um, which another thing that's annoying is when they do the open house, you have to take off, you know, off from work. It's a delay. You're there all day. Um, you're bored because you have to make sure that the, the actual real estate agent can get in the house. You have to take off from work. So now you're losing money. With Dundee Investments, what we do is Dundee Investments comes to the property or your property and we take five pictures inside and five pictures outside the property. So a total of 10 pictures. And what we do is we go in and we already have a preset um, investor buyers list and we go through and we start sending the pictures and the estimate and what you know the property's worth and what they can get out of it and what needs to be worked on on the property. And that's how we cut down time because even if I don't have anyone, I could do a cold call and be like, hey, here's a property that we have up for sale right now. And um, here's some pictures, here's some information through text message or email. And we cut down the time by doing that. So we're literally getting sellers or buyers, my bad, buyers quicker than the real estate agents. So we're closing deals faster than the, the real estate agents because everything's already done. That hence where the deal's already done. So we're doing all the legwork, we're doing all the, the stuff for you and we already have the buyers. And if we don't, we're finding buyers quicker anyways by cold calling and doing other marketing that we have. But that's the big difference is the open house part and finding you, you know, getting you a seller quicker than the real estate agent and not charging you commission, we're getting paid through the investor. So that's, those are like the three big differences is the open house, the commission, and what was the other thing I told you? And just the, the short, the short buying process or the short selling. In your case, you'd be a seller. So it'd be a short selling process. So now what I'm going to do is I went through the examples. Now I'm going to go through the three steps that I call financial freedom. The first step is you have to contact Dundee Investments. Now, right now our website is down. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to try to work with uh, GoDaddy to try to see if they can fix the hosting site for me and get everything up and running again. But the best way to get more information would be go to the website or my website, which would be www.dundealinvestment.com. That'd be the best way to do it, whether you want to be an investor whether you want to be a seller, uh, it doesn't matter what you want, or if you just want to get more information, how it works. They'll explain it on that website the best way possible, and you can request more information. The next way, I guess, would really be calling. And when you call, you're going to get called directly to me. Now, I will inform you that right now, it's gonna, my schedule is going to free up once I get out of this full-time job. But right now, my time is pretty limited because I can't use my phone. I can't answer the phone at my full-time job right now for at least another, I'd say another two to three weeks possibly. So once I'm done with that and I start doing my own thing with my friend, when I partner up with him with the health insurance, I'll be able to take a lot more calls. So even if I'm working with the health insurance, I should be able to take your call regardless of the time, um, the time and, and day, I should be able to take your call and I should be able to give you more information or work on you if you need, need help with your property or if you're an investor and you want more information on details. I should be able to help you more. So that's the other plus to what I'm doing is that my time is going to be freed up to answer calls. Now, um, i trying to think. Uh, so you have to contact us. So if you do want to do that, the number is 954-857-6450. The other way is you can, and you can either text that number too if you're not comfortable talking on the phone. And then the other thing would be email. So the email address would be www.dundealinvestments at outlook.com. So that's the website, or uh, 
I'm sorry. It's not a website. So it's not WW. I gave you wrong information. My bad. It's uh, done deal investments at outlook.com. That's the email. And, or you could go, you could go to our Facebook page, which is uh done deal investment. I believe, I don't know if there's an S on, on the actual uh, Facebook page, but you can go on there and do iMessenger if you really wanted to, but there's plenty of ways you can contact us. I do prefer the phone just because it's more personable and we can get to the questions faster and, and whatnot. It's just a quicker process in my opinion. And it's more personable. You'll get to, you'll get to, you'll get to actually talk to me in person. So that's the cool part with that. Now, real quick. Um, that's the first step. You got to contact us. I'm going to, this is part of it too, as well. I'm just going to ask you some basic questions on the property, the condition that your property is in. And I'm going to ask you a little bit of questions on what you're like, why are you selling? Right. What's the, what's the problem you're trying to solve? So do you, are you in pre foreclosure? Are you just trying to sell because you don't want to deal with a real estate agent? Uh, whatever the case is, I have to know the issue so that I can solve your problem the best way I can possibly come up with the solution. So that's the first step. Now the second step of financial freedom would be that we need to, um, I need to come to your property and do a walkthrough of the property. So this is where, what I was talking to where I do five pictures inside I take, five pictures outside for a total of 10 pictures, and I bring a estimate sheet with me and I jot down, okay, the investor, whatever it cost is to the investor, I have to jot down and get an estimate for him. So I need to know like, okay, the roof needs to be cleaned or fixed. Uh, we have leaks, so now we probably have mold in the house. The pool is damaged. Your driveway is damaged. Uh, we got broken windows we got to replace. So anything that's a cost to the investor, I got to jot down and get estimates for him so he knows what he's walking into on the deal and he knows what he's signing on the agreement. Now, once that's done, now I got to go find you the investors. So how we do this is I have a preset list of investors. And like I said, I'm going to send all the information to those investors. Uh, by the way, if you want to be put on the investors list and you want to invest in some real estate, then uh, just contact us, right? Just contact us, go to the website, fill out a form or just, you know, text me or call me or email, whatever you feel comfortable doing. And same thing goes for those investors. So um, now what happens is I go and find you the investor. Once we find the investor to be put on the deal, we then go into step three, which is now the contract stage. So all this is, is um, I negotiate with the seller and I negotiate with the investor and come up with agreements that, okay, we're going to get it for this price. And by the way, how I get the price, how we negotiate on this price real quick so, you, so there's no curveballs or sidekicks is um, I go and I find the market value of your property. And then all I do is I deduct what the cost is to the investor. And from there, the, that bottom price of whatever is left over is where we're negotiating on. So um, I go, like I said, market value of the property. I deduct what it's going to cost, the expenses of the, for the investor, and then that's where we're negotiating on that bottom price. Now, at this point, now we're negotiating the price. We're negotiating the terms. Once the seller and myself agree on the terms and the price, and then the investor agrees with us, we all sign the contract. So seller signs the contract. I sign it for done deal investments, and then the investor signs the contract as well. Now this is where the deal is completely done. So this is a done deal at this point. And now what happens is the seller can now go and find another property and gets, gets the cash offer we agreed upon. The investor takes ownership of the deal and they can do whatever they want with the property. They can flip it, sell it, rent it out, whatever they want to do. And done deal investments walks away with a commission fee from the investor, not the seller, where, um, where now you know, they make, we make a profit. 
So that's the whole point of it is helping people solve their financial problems with the property, uh, making the investor some money. And now Dundee Investments can make a profit and keep on helping and growing and expanding the business to go help other people that need financial uh, freedom with their properties. So that's the whole, that's how Dundee Investments LLC works in a whole uh, process. That's the three step process to financial freedom. Now, um, you're probably asking yourself, okay, let's say I'm a seller and now what happens? Cause now I have the, I have the cash, but now I have to go find another property. Now at this point, Dundee Investments can't, I don't have any more resources within the company to help you any further, but I do know a lot of third parties that can help you further on. So if you need a real estate agent to go and find you another property to rent or finance or get a mortgage on, I can do that for you. I have a bunch of real estate agents that I know personally. Uh, if you need a uh, home inspector or, which by the way, sometimes if I get you the real estate agent, you don't really need the home inspector because the real estate agent will have their own third party home inspectors they'll use for you. So normally that's kind of like killing two birds with one stone as I like to say. So that's kind of cool. Um, or if you need financing, uh, I can give you some of those third party, uh, third party um, resources as well. Now, um, what I do want to do with Dundee Investments really quick before we wrap up this episode of Goals and Updates is um, I do want to expand it to a point where it cuts down the buying process for homeowners or people that want to go and buy homes and also increase resources for investors. So what I really would like to do is be able to get my own team. So this would be in-house teams where we'd have our own real estate agent teams. We'd have our own uh, home inspection teams. We'd have our own financing department and so on and so on and just different resources that would um, speed up the buying or the home buying process under one roof. Because if you've ever gone and bought a home, it's so many different moving parts and third parties that you're using where it becomes kind of a, it becomes a, it, it just, it's an irritating process. I was trying to think of a different term. I just couldn't think of it, but um, it, it's just, it's not a fun process for people to go and buy homes because it, it's just a lot of them don't really work with you too well. And then you're working with all these other companies. And if I could have it where it's under one roof, it would really help out the, the buyer, right? Someone that wants to go and buy their first home or someone that wants to go and get a different property where I help them out financially in their crisis. And then now I can give them all the resources they need. Same thing with um, an investor and I can give them more resources. Maybe they need financing to finance the deal. I can now go into a finance agreement with them. So it's different things where it's going to help the investor, but also help the seller and really cut down that buying the home buying process. That's really what I want to, that's what I want to build Dundee investments to really be. So that's Dundee investments where the deal is already done. Now, um, real quick, I'm going to go over the board real quick and we'll wrap this up. So <clears throat> for episode 117, we're at the end. I do want to go over the board. So if you want to go and see the older episodes from uh, 116 and below, or maybe you're hitting this episode and you want to, you know, watch this episode uh, where it's more easily accessible, maybe you don't have the hour and a half to really listen to it, but you have an hour and a half in your car. You can go to goalsandupdates.podbean.com, which is our main website where we host all the episodes, the older episodes. And then, um, you, or if you have any Apple products, you could easily just go and in, in, in a few clicks, just go to Apple Podcast app and go to the search bar and type in Golds and Updates and we'll pop right up. Uh, it's all caught up on all the episodes that are on our main website, so that's also a plus. 
And the last thing on this board is uh, I give you a lot of content for free. So in order to support me and keep the show going and help me financially sustain the show and really expand the show into something better, uh, that would be our Patreon support where you can literally sign up for a dollar membership and it's less than a cup of coffee and you can, for a dollar a month, support the show and the more people we get, the more revenue that we make through a dollar from each individual, eventually I'll have a $5, maybe a $10 one, but that's when I get merchandise and I get different things going. I'm still trying to figure out. So um, that's uh, if you want to support the show, it's patreon.com slash goals and updates. And literally just go to that website. You sign up to be a Patreon. It takes two seconds. I already have someone that signed up for it, uh, which is my really good friend Sterling. So I definitely appreciate that, Sterling. I'm sure you're going to, you know, at some point hit this episode and, and hear this. So I appreciate that a lot. And, uh, that's my goal is to try to at least get 50 people signed up right now for goals and updates, the Patreon support and get $50 a month revenue, uh, generated for the show and start being able to market, get more people on the show. And that's the last thing I want to talk about, which is if you want to be a co-host on the show. So if you want to get on the show and, and, you know, have an opinion and talk about some, you know, your goals and updates, as well as talk about whatever you want to talk about. Like I said, I'll, I'm open to talk about whatever you want on the show. I just want to get different voices on the show, as well as have different interesting conversations. Um, I've talked about politics on the show a couple times. I've talked about money, finances. I've talked about uh, just uh, high school and, and life in general with, some, with other people on the show as a co-host. So, um, yeah, if you want to come on the show, reach out to me. Whatever way you feel comfortable doing, just reach out and say, hey, I really like goals and updates, and I want to be a co-host on your show. How do I do it? And I'll send you some information, and we'll work on it, and we'll get you on the show. So this has been episode 117 of Goals and Updates. Uh, my name's Tyler Joseph Dunn, and I definitely appreciate you guys coming out and showing some support and love, and have a great rest of your day. We'll see you Wednesday at 7 p.m. sharp. Peace. I want to thank you personally for checking out our free content with over 10,000 hours of free content. Show us some support on whatever platform you are on by hitting a like button, commenting, or by sharing the podcast. Help us out by being a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash goals and updates. 